This is the Isaac Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne the Ghost, alongside my brother, Tara Ryzen. And we are here to bring you episode 66. 66. Episode 66. Coming at you guys. And uh, yeah, this VIVN train just keeps on uh, trucking along. Yep. We got uh, a lot of things to cover. I'm definitely excited about what's going on with, um, with the lounge. With uh, with future projects and everything, so and we got to, to wrap up some E3 coverage for you guys. So let's uh, let's just dive straight in, get straight to it. And um, yeah, the lounge is it's another week of the lounge. We've been mm-hmm. open about a month now, a little over a month now, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks, and slower week. Yeah, this we've, week we've had ups and downs. Yeah, know. slower week this week. Um, but it wasn't a zero week, so there's that. Um, definitely like what I'm seeing, though. Regardless of the, the slow week, obviously, I definitely like what I'm seeing because we're, we're starting to to find our 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 niche, our, our ideal clientele. Yeah, and we're starting to have some regulars, which is yeah. good. You got you got some regulars there. Shout out to those guys. I don't put their name out there if they you know without permission, but yeah, definitely. You know, just having the lounge here just it just opens up so many things. And I know we talk about we touch on it a lot and everything, but there is so much potential in these you know these three rooms that we got here. Is this little space? Is our little hole in the wall area? There's so much potential of things that can you know not only propel the VIVN you know brand and everything, but gaming culture culture on a whole. I mean. Considering you know what VIVN has been and over the years, you know you know with our events and everything, and just the the the, the fact we have a dedicated space now, more people are 100% like finding out about VIVN and, and getting to discover it, and you know uh, like this whole, this whole week I've been you know having lots of conversations with individuals that are you know finding out about VIVN for the first time and. You know, kind of learning our story, and I've had to tell our story a couple of times now. You know, just yeah. letting people know, you know, where we came from, how long we've been around, what we used to do, and it's 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 helping to go down memory lane. Actually, um, funny thing, I uh, ironically enough, I was on my phone working on some stuff for the lounge and everything, and I I I went down like in my notes. Mm-hmm. Went all the way through my notes, throughout my entire notes, mm. and the stuff I found it was like, man, this is all the stuff that I'm living right now, which I found very interesting. Like, there's some old notes about the lounge even before there was even like, was even a lounge, mm-hmm. and like even the pricing and everything. Like, this is stuff that was worked out way back in the day, but I, I when it came down to do it, I actually completely forgot, but ironically enough the pricing is pretty close it's, it's not it's not exactly what it was mm, yeah. some things are but the pricing is pretty close i was like huh look at that and even even down to membership like seeing what um well i saw a couple of notes on membership about three three different notes and two of them had pricing one of them was way off like very like one was very ill-advised but 
as opposed to being green and everything. But the other one was spot on. It's exactly what it is now. And I was like, huh, look at that. Like just, just, just going through the notes and just seeing, you know, all my notes on and the different iterations of the lounge and all the stuff that we went through over the past, you know, three or four years, you know, since we had this lounge idea. It was it was it was nice going down memory lane and seeing, you know, all the plans we had and now actually like being in it. Like you look around and you know, we, we have the lounge, you know, we have the pay to play areas and seeing everything, it's like, wow, it's like definitely mind blown in a sense. To, to, to look down and then see, like, you know, we, we, you take out these notes and everything and you're like, you hope it'll come to fruition and then one day you're just in it. You're in it, you know, you, you just diligently work, you know, you had an idea and you planned it out and you just put our heads down and we just grind it out and we got it done and here we are. Here we are. So it's, 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 it's definitely a fantastic feeling, man. I... We can't stress that enough. I know we touch on it a little bit every week, but every week we kind of talk about it, and I, the, the, the listeners are probably tired of hearing. They're it. probably tired of hearing it, but I'm not, I'm definitely not tired of living living it. That's for sure. But tired. um, but I'm yeah, not, I'm definitely was, not tired of saying it either. Yeah, it, it was just pretty cool to see, you know, man, like you know, going down the old memory lane. But um, yeah, excited about what what the future is hold for us. Um, we got a lot of things planned for for July. July has the potential to be a huge month, not just for the lounge, but for VIV on the whole. Um, got a lot of cool things lined up. Um, some of which I'll kind of hold off on. I would say that the we are going to do another giveaway. That much I can, I can let out the bag. Mm-hmm. We are doing another another giveaway for you know for the month of July, and we're looking to give well we're looking to give away a couple of things, but. The main thing, of course, is we're going to be giving away a year's worth of membership mm-hmm. to one individual. And that's, for those that you don't know, that's a $900 value, pretty much. That's a $900 value, people. Someone's going to definitely enjoy that. And that'll give them free access to come to the lounge and, you know, hang yeah. out in the the, 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 premiums, the the standard stations and play, play to their heart's content. Play to their heart's content every day for a year if they want. I think that's gonna be big. It's gonna be huge. Uh, definitely excited about bringing rolling that out. And we're gonna do some some pretty interesting stuff. I, I know you guys are familiar with our our giveaway process, our giveaway program, and how, how we how we roll it out. So I'm excited to 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 do this one. Just about ready to roll that out, but we still have a couple of kinks to work out. Yep. And then um yeah, we are looking to do another tournament as well. Mm-hmm. Gonna yeah. not gonna say too much on it because we still got. Some very important things to work out, you know. Yeah, we, I mean, we, we, we thought we had everything dialed in, and then, you know, we found out, you know, there's, there's probably some more things to work out, you know. There's still yeah. some things to consider, things that we never have we never considered before. Yeah, but, but um, uh, tournament stuff, of course, we, we were familiar with how to do tournaments and stuff like that, but this is just some, some extra things that we got to consider given the current climate, so. Yeah. But all things considered, we are definitely looking forward to do our first tournament really, really soon. In the lounge. In the lounge. That's going to be, I think, big. I think a lot of people are going to love that. They're going to enjoy that. And it creates an opportunity for people to come and see the lounge, too, as well. Mm-hmm. Well, the giveaway will, too, as well, because we're going to roll out some details on that really, really soon. But, um, yeah, definitely a lot to get excited about um, as far as VIVN brand is concerned. And outside of, outside of what we're, you know, what we said, there's still some things... 
uh, kinda in the works as well, kinda on the underline, kinda in the you know, in the pipeline. In the pipeline, some things that are being worked out that we are, like again, like I said, could be huge for Vivian, but just gotta stay tuned, baby. Just gotta stay tuned. Uh, we just gotta stay diligent and. Just keep believing, I guess. Yep. Keep, keep going along. But um, literally all we can do. Yep. But yeah, definitely excited about, about all that stuff. But yeah. So this week, um, well, this last past week, of course, we wrapped up um, E3. Mm-hmm. I know we, we did our, our, kind of some preliminary coverage um, last week. Kind of touching on a lot of, you know, things that we were excited about, that we've seen so far. And of course, mm-hmm. Microsoft stuff. That was the Microsoft stuff. Um, but Microsoft also did an additional um, an additional showcase. Just kind of interesting that you know they, they got you know two slots to just roll out you know all their stuff and um before we get into the microsoft stuff a little bit um shocked that playstation didn't have a showcase yeah i thought they would definitely you know show what's up but i mean they have been rolling out still on the state of play events mm, so, so i guess it seems that's... like that's their way of doing it now they're they're just not playing ball with everybody else, which is, you know, I don't know if that's a that's a play. I kind of find it a little bit insulting, but because, like, you know, stages like E three and stuff like is, is what you know PlayStation was built on stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, but I mean, I guess maybe they didn't have. I'm too sure it's much. a business thing. There's probably money involved and whatnot, and you know. Yeah, who maybe knows? they're in. Bad, worst day that we thought. Of. Who knows? Who knows what's going on behind the scenes? But they do. But they do always. You know, they don't miss when it comes to AAA titles. So maybe they just don't have anything new to announce just as yet, or whatever this is. But you know, I find it hard to believe even. But I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, nothing from nothing on the Sony side of things. So I just left the door open for, for of course, Xbox to just roll out all their stuff. And what I'm seeing from Microsoft, I'm. Um, there's enough to be get excited about, you know, as far as next gen stuff are concerned. They did go into a little bit detail, a little bit more details, and of course the Halo, how they're rolling that out, and some of the, some of the details about multiplayer, mm. which I find pretty cool. Um, mm. you're, you're getting your own little AI, your, your own little Cortana. You're getting your own AI, yeah. And that's all part of the customization process. Of course, you can go really in depth with the Spartans like never before. Not just the different armor sets, but you can actually, because before it was just helmet, you know. Body Tors- arms. No, but it was just one thing. Remember, it was just yes, yes. It was, it was just, just mm. head, torso. That's mm. a, that had a customization. You can, you know, but they gave you a ton of options. But now you can do everything now. Not only you know mm. arms, torso, different arms, heads. prosthetic arms. Now you can do prosthetic arms like robot arms. You can you can even go go, go as in depth as like as far as the textures of your armor, like to make it battle worn, to give it like you know. Smooth texture, like different things. Like it's 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 pretty in depth as far as, far as Halo is concerned. Anyway, pretty in depth. Definitely looking forward to the multiplayer, which of course is going to be running at 120 frames. That's the biggest. I, have, I mean, that's something I have to you know see to believe for. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean that's for the most part. You know, that's uh, and, and of course running at 120 frames is for the 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 next gen consoles. Not, yeah, of course, you know, Series X, Series S, that kind of thing. But um. Yeah, for Xbox to you know, for Halo, sorry, to, to rather to be shoot, shooting out 120 frames, um, standard, and of mm-hmm. course making it free to play for everyone. 
And just the footage that they've shown, it, it gives you enough to be excited about. I, I think so, too. It's if you're a Halo fan in the past, this is definitely a reason to come back. Because mm-hmm. I think they do they do enough to keep you interested and pay homage to a lot of the past Halos. Like, a lot of, a lot of vehicles are coming back. Mm-hmm. A lot of vehicles that, that were gone from, you know, Halo 5 and all that. So it's actually giving me a lot of Halo 2, Halo 3 vibes. It does. And I, and that was the, the golden age of Halo, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, the best I've ever been in any video game was in Halo 2, I, I feel. I feel like I could have competed. I mean, I know it's probably the best in the world, but not, not, by no stretch of imagination. But I feel like I could have competed in Halo 2, like, competitively. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because that's literally all we did. Mm-hmm. We literally dropped out of college because of Halo 2. Fair assessment. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. The, 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 seeing this Halo now and just seeing how they, it's paying homage to that, I'm totally excited about getting into that. And the fact that it's going to be free to play on PC mm-hmm. and Xbox, and it's going to be cross-plat. Um, yeah, for, for PC and, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to give you enough to be excited to, 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 to get back into Halo and, you know, dust off the old Halo skills. Yep. I mean, there's going to be... Uh, I guess they're, they're working on it. They're literally working on everything that's that they can work on, in a sense. Because, you know, you could take Halo and you could, you know, turn it into something else, which is, you know, whatever. But Make it a battle royale. Make it a battle royale, you know, keep it the trend. But Halo is staying true to itself. You know, it's not trying to compete in that aspect. You know, the, Halo knows what it is, you know. It's not trying to be what it's not, which I like. Yeah, they're, they're they're playing into their strengths. Yeah, they're just being the best Halo they can possibly be. Exactly, and and that's what is that's what's exciting about it. Um, definitely looking forward to, to playing that with the guys. I, I did see an yeah, article. Um, back. Someone was talking about um, Apex. I I I'm not. I didn't. Again, I don't know the details on this one because I I didn't hear the details on the the Halo Battle Pass. Mm. But apparently, people in Apex are. There's been a few people uh, from the Apex community that want a battle pass like Halo's battle pass. So I'm not sure what, what exactly is different about Halo's battle pass that um, I'm trying to remember that that they could want. I should have I should have clicked on the article. Should have paid more attention because yeah, I know the the way it's working is that they're they're, they're going to be rolling out, um, of course, you know your, your standard skins and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think you like I remember. There were some specific details on it, but I'm trying. It's not. It was, it was something along the lines. Oh, or was this Marvel? If I remember, if I, if I remember correctly, it was something along the lines of, you know, each battle pass. Like you could. Oh yeah, you you can go back. You can go back to old battle passes. You can go back know. to old battle passes, and, and you can. Yes, if I remember correctly, you can grind for specific items, and it's not like a mm. a linear battle pass where you. But then like this, then this, and this. Mm-hmm. I think you can pick specifically what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Or something along those lines. Along and those of course, and you, can you can go back. To the old battle pass. That's what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's going to be pretty dope. I want to see what it, you know, see the actual. It's, I, I like it. It's giving you a lot. I mean, it's it's giving you, because I guess one of the things you guys complain about for Halo or well, games like Halo is that, you know, the progression, you know, ha- having a meaningful progression. Mm-hmm. Because before, like like we mentioned before with the uh, with Halo Five, you had the issue. Well, not really the issue, but a lot of the the, the battle pass or the the loot boxes were was for the wreck system, you know, and that and Warzone, mm-hmm. you know. 
and I, and it was it, I mean that's okay, but it wasn't if you don't play that game modes, you know you're, you're opening those little boxes for style, except for the cosmetics, and it's like, you know, yeah. But now this is actually it, it didn't it, like that didn't really give you a a reason a, to keep playing a reason to keep playing or a meaningful progression in that. Okay, this is the armor I want, and I know what I, ne I need to do to get it. It's like you know, you just keep rolling the dice, opening packs, and hopefully you get the one you actually want, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And that's you know, it's which I still never. Uh, the amount of hours I logged into Halo Five, I still didn't get the Halo Two BR yet. Still haven't gotten it yet. I, I got literally whenever I turn on Halo, I still open my red packs and everything, and I've yet to get the one gun that I wanted. I've gotten like literally almost everything else. Like if you look at all my stats. Everything's like a ninety percent, eighty percent, or hundred percent max out, as far as the stuff to unlock. Still ain't got Halo Two battle, um, battle rifle yet, which is disappointing. Exactly, that further proves <laughs> my point. You know what I mean? So I like. I mean, I'll still wait to see how how it how it actually plays out, how meaningful it is, mm -hmm. you know. And and I mean, they have they have a a, a roadmap moving forward. Like, okay. Each season, it's probably gonna be some new cosmetics. It's gonna be cool, kind of like you know, following the same Fortnite kind of mm -hmm. um, game plan where you know, new aesthetics each season. You do what you gotta do. You gotta you gotta play to grind and you know unlock what you need to unlock. You know, and in your aesthetics, you know, it's what you're just doing this in Halo instead of in you know a battle royale. You're doing it in good old fashioned arena. Yeah, shooter. And one yeah. thing Halo is is an arena shooter, and it's. It's one of the best, considering all the others like uh, you know, that came after. Halo, I think, still holds true to what it is, like we said. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to playing a next gen arena shooter, because mm -hmm. as far as like a good time waster, you can't beat an arena shooter. There you go. A lot of other games try to give you that you know kind of a feel, you know, but there's nothing like a good old standard, you know. And I hope I mean, mano y mano shooter. I don't. We never did it in um, in Halo Five, so I don't know if it's there or not. But you know, having a good couch co-op game is great too. Hundred percent. You know, having a good couch. I mean, for them actually, I didn't do it in Halo Five, but I did do it for the other Halos with my with my kids. But you know, having not really co-op in terms of the story, but it's having a game where four people can sit down in front of a TV and play split screen. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't see much of that anymore. You don't see much of that anymore. And if Halo can still continue to do that, you know. Gives it legs, gives it longevity. Exactly. Yeah, man, that's what's up. But, um. Another. Other, well, uh, yeah. Before we go into. Uh, well, this kind of is on the same vein of the E3 stuff, but. um. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Marvel. Of course, everybody knows I. I Still like, you know, playing the Marvel video game, um, Marvel Avengers game. Um, you know, whether, you know, a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people, there are a lot of, there are a lot of different opinions on the game. Mm -hmm. um, I've been hearing a lot of things about it uh, moving forward. Actually, I think some updates should have already been out, but I just haven't updated mine yet. Um, shows how much I care, right? But, um, yeah, they're, they, they're pushing a lot of content moving forward, and... I think the reason I didn't update because I heard that the content that they were gonna bring out was not gonna be in the update. They're, they're gonna roll out in another update. So yeah, there. I mean, there, there's still a lot of issues going on um, behind the scenes in terms of you know the studio 
they are they finally I think they finally opened back up the studio and they're letting people back into the actual physical location okay. as opposed because everything was being done remotely you know since COVID and all that kind of stuff so they're they're finally starting to open back up you know maybe that should help the the, the way things progress in the game um they're starting to there's two kind of modes that they're 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 looking to roll out to to give the game some some end game properties which is the omega level threats and um patrol mode interesting so i didn't do a whole lot of re uh research on it because I, I thought it was coming out um last week thursday but it, it didn't i guess it's gonna come out on a, on a later date so I, I didn't do I didn't do any research on it because I, I thought okay I was get to play it and see for myself that doesn't seem to be the case. But I, I from what I understand, Omega level threats are gonna be like huge boss fights, essentially. I, I don't I, I think it I think it's, it's it's not gonna be your 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 traditional villain sector boss fights, but it's gonna be like kind of like end boss type fights, like huge battles. Okay, did they give any? Name of the food that some of these are... They didn't, but, I mean, if you saw the last trailer, you you saw um, for the Wakanda to the, the end. Yeah, you saw Claw get kind of big there. And he, he was docking his uh, his old aesthetics, his original aesthetics. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. It looked like an old school... It looked old school's Claw, which, you know, Claw never... I mean, I never really see Claw as, you know, being a big Omega level threat, which is kind yeah. of weird to do, but apparently there's going to be multiple... Boss fights like that, they're going to be rolling out. I, I don't know which. They just need more boss fights in general. So that's any boss fight is, you know, we'll gladly accept. Uh, patrol mode. Just hearing the name, I, I didn't really do, again, I didn't read too much details. I know uh, too much research, but it seems like it's going to be like a, like a kind of open world exploration type, you know. And just kind of pair kind of a thing? Kind of thing. I'm, I'm not, I'm not 100% certain on it. But I know it was something that people were excited about. Um, probably should have done some more research before I brought up the topic. But, you know, Marvel is still, you know, they're, they're still trying to be a game that people want to play in. They're rolling out um, a Cosmic Cube event next. With, um, or the chick that works for AIM. Her name is... Uh, slipping me right now but anyway you know it's, it's her. i guess she has a cosmic cube and from what i understand apparently this cosmic cube event was supposed to be rolled out with um what's her name bow and arrow chick not hawkeye but his protege god damn it <laughs> i am just kate bishop yes it was supposed to be rolled out with the kate bishop dlc but it was not so they, they, I guess they separated it into its own event. I guess it's their way of trying to extend content because they, they, I guess you know, back then things were a little you know sparse when it comes to putting out stuff. Mm -hmm. So I guess they split it up to kind of try to like, okay, this is this event and it's another event. You know, to kind of you know make it look like multiple events. Because if you look back at the K Bishop trailer, you actually see the Cosmic Cube event in there in that trailer. Mm. Uh, but apparently there. Separating it to its, its own thing. And I think that should be rolling out this week, to my knowledge. If it hasn't already rolled out last week. Um, so yeah, more more Marvel content to do more things to unlock. Of course, now, you know, there's the end game, you know, living up living up your character's pass, you know, where they're at with the, with the, the champion credits. Which I have not been grinding. 
because you can't have a reason to. But I think the reason they put that in the game is for the Omega level threats because apparently they're going to be like extremely hard. So mm-hmm. you, you're going to need to level up your character. So I mean, it's going to give you something to aspire for, I guess. You know, give you more in game. And then of course, you know, the Black Panther event is coming up. They said it's the biggest DLC they've done so far. That's actually the one thing I am waiting for for Marvel is Black Panther. Yeah. It looks good. It, it I'm not going to lie. I mean, his original costume, like, because they, they always have the, the base costumes. I, I'm, I'm dying to see what other costumes they give him in the game. I know they're all going to be great. Um, and obviously, you know, he's going to be a playable character. They did show footage of Shuri. She's not. I don't think she's a playable character. I did see that, yeah. Um, but what I like is that it, it is going to give us... You know, another base of operation because, you know, throughout the, the the war table, there's different bases, you know. Mm. So now it's going to open up Africa part and I guess you could, you could you know, you could hang out there. That means, what that, what that simply means is more shops, more places to go for, um, you know, for your, your dailies or whatever. Like when, you, when, you're, when you're shopping around for the right gear, you know, you have more shops to, to, to look, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. which is good. Um People that Grant would understand what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, and also, you know, with the Wakanda, they, they did say it's the, the largest DLC story-wise. So it's, it's going to be because, you know, the the Hawkeye story was, it was okay. It was it was longer than the K-Bishop story, which is to me kind of short. They're both still relatively short. They're saying this one story-wise, you know, it can be much longer. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, and yeah, and we'll see how the game you know progress moving forward with the addition of the uh, the other modes, the patrol mode and the omega level threats. So the game is giving you some content. You know they're they're, they're still trying to win over everyone's hearts. They're still trying to you know do something to be excited for. I, yeah. I personally I feel they need to stop bringing out characters one at a time. We need a cluster of characters. I mean it's easier said than done, obviously. But you know, you're asking for a lot there. So. I am, I, and I know I am. But it's like when you have one character, then everyone plays that one character. And but like having at least two, like if 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 we get a surprise and Shuri's a playable character in this, I'd be happy. That would that would make it for me, because I just feel like you know you're asking for a lot. I know so. I'm asking for a lot. Considering that you know, not even Apex does that. Exactly. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. So, but the reason other people don't do it is because of you know. Balancing issue. This is not a, this is not a PvP, uh, in this game. So, which would be interesting if they ever decided to go that route. But it's hard because I mean, yeah, I don't think they'd ever do that. It's not that type of game. But yeah, on the on the vein of Marvel, I mean, I know they 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 announced a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Guardians of the Galaxy game made by the same uh, people, um, Square Enix. Made by Square. Um, it's more it's obviously more star based. Uh, it looks interesting. Uh, this, this, this the gameplay is like it's like kind of like you're 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 a quill and you got to make the, you know the choices for the team kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're you know they're kind of and really emphasizing that, which I like. You know it's, it's you know the I, you know I've heard mixed reviews on it. People are like you know it looks like crap, but I, I like it in the sense that you know it's it's giving you a different Marvel experience in a sense. Um, because you know when, when it comes to Marvel games, and this, this is why I like the Avengers game because it's like it's, 
I mean, Avengers game didn't really do anything different in terms of, you know, when it comes to Marvel games, you have those, you know, RPG types like X-Men Legends, Ultimate Alliance, yeah. you know, level up your character. And, you know, of course, you have fighting, fighting games and stuff like that. It's, it's giving you a different option in terms of, like, you know, yeah, you're, you're going around shooting stuff, but it, it, I like the fact that, like, on the fly, you can, like, have like team ups and stuff, which you know, I'm, I mean, people can make the argument that you can do that in Ultimate Alliance two, I mean three actually, you know, calling in people to help and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but it's it's done. I like the way it's done. I, I like that it's it's focused on a, a specific Marvel entity, so that they can like they can put on all the little quirks and details that you know that universe encapsulates. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's not. It's not because the, the, I think the issue that uh, Marvel is having when it comes to video games a lot is that once you hear a Marvel game coming out, you, you try to pack it with as much Marvel characters as you can because you don't know who likes what, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And it's good to have a focused experience every now and again. I mean, yeah, of course, when it comes to the comes to Sony and the and the, the Spider Man game, you know, that's a clear example of you know wh- why you would want a a focused experience, you know. Mm-hmm. Will the game, will, will the Guardian of the Galaxy game be anything close to the Spider-Man game? Maybe not. Mm. You know, if you're if you're comparing the two, you're going to be very disappointed. I, I feel you're going to be very disappointed. Hundred percent. But you know, I, I feel this game deserves a, a, a shot. This game deserves, deserves a shot. You know, they're they're doing something different. They're capitalizing on a Marvel property that has not really been capitalized on. Which is true. I mean, the movies definitely they have capitalized, the but movie, the, the, like, I think the challenge with this game though is that the fact that there's not a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie, like, well, maybe it's, maybe it'll drop around when the when the closer to when the closer to when um part two drops, part or three, three sorry, three, because mm. then 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 you can be like, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense, and I would think, but if it drops like before, I don't know, because. It has to it has to fall within one of those windows. It can't be in between. Yeah, it has to drop when uh, somewhere close to one of the movie releases. When people, where when people, are, people are actually talking about the movie, it. Yeah. hype about the movie, want to continue the experience. Yeah. So hopefully it drops. I, I gotta check the, the release date again. Hopefully it drops around when the third movie drops. Then you know they, they can capitalize on that. You know mm-hmm. that property a lot better. But yeah, I mean the experience well, looks cool. And even all, if it's know. even if it's ready before then, I would I would just hold it until then. Yeah. No point in putting it out. There's no there's no point. It'll, it'll just it'll just it'll just it'll fall by the wayside. Or maybe the movie might inject some more life into it, but I think by then it'll be with games like that you you, you wanna get it when it's hot. You don't wanna you don't wanna waste time on that. But we'll see. We'll see we'll see what they what they, what they come up with. But a strange thing that I see they're doing them with like there's there's different costumes and stuff. Yeah. There's progression, there's that. unlockables, yeah. They, they have to do that because then why else would you play the game? Play the game over again, you know what I mean? Like if you beat it, you'd be like, okay, that's it. But I guess it's they're trying to give you replayability, they're trying to make it a a meaningful experience, which is mm-hmm. cool. You know, let, let's see what 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 comes of it. Yep, good on them. In other news, oh, Nintendo had their had their showing. Yeah, Nintendo Direct, I think it's called. And they they showed you know what what you know you can look forward to from Nintendo. A um, little bit of a downer, in my opinion. I mean, there were some exciting things, of course. They started out the gates very hot, but the one thing I was really looking forward to, you and everybody else, and they didn't even touch on, or acknowledge, or say yes, it's in the work or not, is like a the new Nintendo Switch, the Switch, Switch Pro. Pro. Yeah, 
like it was weird because I was literally hearing stuff that seemed concrete right before the so, like literally so right before the thing came out right before so the was I. so I was like okay so I guess it is real okay I guess you know uh, what I, it is. I watched the whole thing and I waited at the end he said yeah there's one more surprise I was like okay great now there it is and one more surprise oh, what was the one more surprise I don't even remember but it was something that was like Meh. whatever man but even if they just tell us like yeah they know we're working on something but it will be you know it's not gonna be anytime soon just to kind of you know, but I guess I guess you know they just want the buzz. They like they like people mm-hmm. speculating and stuff. So, but yeah, that was a bit of a downer for me because I, I really was hoping to get some kind of an announcement. But in, in in all the good stuff we could talk about, there's a new Metroid game. There is a new Metroid. There's two new Metroid games in the world. Well, one's coming. Well, one's well, just about ready. One is just about done, and then one's in the works. As yeah, course. but that that one that's been in the works is the one that the um, Metroid Prime five four. Whichever, the, and that's pretty much the first person one. Yeah, that you know everyone's been waiting for a sequel forever now, and you know, they're was looking for this to kind of touch on that, but they didn't, and they get, and they completely came out of left field with, with this yeah, completely new, completely new Metroid game that no that one was expecting. Nobody was expecting, but it looks it, it looks mean, solid. It's you know if you, if you're a fan of the 2D Metroids, you know you you, you pretty much creamed yourself when you see this because it was it was a pretty good. Pretty good looking Metroid game, honestly, all things considered. Yeah, it, definitely a game that you can play on the Switch on the go, definitely. It'll give you that, that kind of old school Metroid experience to where it's 2D side scrolling mm-hmm. and, you know, has its verticality as well. Yeah. And uh, it has an added threat of this, uh, these robots that just seek you out and you just gotta like, kind of avoid them, kind of thing. Yep. Can't even kill them. That's interesting. Yep. Um, uh, it's called uh, Metroid Dead. Uh, what? What's Dread. It Dread. Yes, Metroid Dread. I think that's what it's called. Um, interesting. Yeah. Cool looking Metroid game. Something for the Metroid fans to be excited about. 100%. And uh, I think it's... When is it coming? I think it's coming out probably like a couple of weeks. I think. It's really soon, yeah. I know it's, it's, it's definitely on, on, the, on the works. Um, of course, you know, they, 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 they... One thing they can miss with is Super Smash Brothers. Yep. Uh, Nintendo, once they do anything Smash Brothers, you know, it gets everybody excited. And they didn't disappoint on that front. Yeah. I, f- I feel like, I literally feel like, I mean, maybe it's been weeks, months now, maybe. Months, maybe. Yeah, it's definitely been months since um, Sephiroth's been announced. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, people are playing with him, people are getting used to him kind of thing. And here you go, you got another character now. That's one thing I love about Smash, man. They, they, they can just pump out characters all day and it's it's... It's great every time. Doesn't matter who the character is. It's it's always a good, uh, pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. It's always a pleasant surprise. And this one, at this point, got Kazuya from Tekken. I mean, yeah, from Tekken, and he, he looks great. He fights exactly the way he fights in Tekken. And that's what I like about Smash is that they they, keep they the have no problems breaking what they're. I mean, they don't break it. They 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 they, put, they fit the characters within their their model and their. Mm-hmm. Rum, but they they keep the characters true to themselves, like you were just saying, mm-hmm. and they fight the way they fight in their their original, you know, properties. Yeah, and it's great to see. I'm seeing some tenant combos and stuff like that. Man. Like, yeah, there's a, there's there's a legit tenant combo. I'm like, it seems like the most annoying thing. Now, like, could, is that like a, a dialer combo type thing, or is I, it like I, a, I, I, I get I get the sense that it's probably it probably will be mm-hmm. like it's definitely not going to be just a 
oh, your down smash is your 10 hit combo. You know what I mean? It's, I don't think it's, <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be you know, something along that, that those lines. But um, I do like that it's in there. You know, it's Tekken. It's Tekken, and you know he's Tekken's known for those combos, man. He's got. I, I like it. It's cool. I, I I think King would be a nice addition too. That'd be a nice. That'd be a really good uh, Smash character. I feel. I would. I think King would be a great addition, but. Kazuya works. 100%. Kazuya works one. No, no, the Definitely. trailer was pretty dope. The trailer was great. I like the fact that my, my boy Kirby got some shine in the trailer. Yeah. That was hilarious to me. It was. Some people would be like, oh, whatever, but Kirby's my guy. Anybody who knows me knows that's pretty much the only person I really... I can't even say master because I'm not even great. I good in the game, but the only person I can hold my own with, really. Everyone else is just for fun. Kirby is my bread and butter, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, speaking of Smash, I mean, even here in the lounge, you know, it it, it seems to be the number one played game here. Yeah, we we are in Saint Thomas, and that's one thing people love them is some Smash. It's like the Smash. default game people play here. And I, I feel like, I mean, I, I mean, every anyone that's you know in the know in Saint Thomas, you kind of know who the the good players are. Um, and I kind of feel like you know, I think Saint Thomas has had enough talent when it comes to Smash. To really make some waves. To compete on a, on a compete on a national level. level. Yeah, you know, and it makes sense because it's literally you know what everybody literally everyone plays Smash in a sense. Some good, some bad, but everyone still plays. So I kind of feel like you know there's still some potential some potential out there. One hundred percent. We just gotta foster it, we nurture it, mm-hmm. uh, guide it, and then to my knowledge, both of those guys are off island right now. That's the to my knowledge, not hundred percent on that, but yeah, I mean that kind of opens up, you know, door for somebody else. If and when we ever do another Smash tournament, wink, wink, hint, hint, you know, <laughs> there's a you know the door is wide open now. The door is wide open, people, because so, the two best players are potentially off island. Potentially so. off island. No, don't quote me. On, I know one told us that he was leaving, and one I haven't heard from in forever, and somebody told me he was, but that's you know. Word of mouth. I don't know. I haven't heard from him. Say, so there's that. But um, yeah, there's still a lot of people that love and play Smash. You know, and that's is what it is. Hundred percent. And I can make another quick thing. They they announced a Warrior game, which yeah. was very bizarre, very bizarre looking, very weird. I can't say I really care too much for what I saw. I mean, I'm guessing people that have played the ones before the Warrior Wear games before maybe know what they're getting into when it comes to this one but i'm sure it has its niche but it's 100 off for me didn't move the meter for me at all well it moved it for me but in the wrong direction hmm. like i don't know but i guess to each its own uh but but what really looked good from them as well was the new breath of the wild that they showed they well sh- they, they showed two they jobs did, that like, did they, they 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 showed did. some quick footage of breath of the wild yes too. That they're working on. Which is what everybody was lo- looking forward to. And, you know, they, 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 did, they did give you enough to be like, hey, it was still in the works, as you know. So, something to be excited about. But they, they what they really, what they really showed as far as the Zellifron is concerned is uh, Sword and Shield, right? Uh, Skyward, Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword, yeah. But, it, you know, you, you play with a Sword and a Shield type yeah, of situation. Yeah, it's, it's, um... It, was, it came out with the Wii, right? It came out for the Wii. Oh, uh, it was the Wii or Wii? It came out for the Wii. Yeah. And so they, you, you had to use, you know, the Wii controls. We had to hold your shield up. It, 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 I think from from what I understand, it was one of the least liked Zeldas 
because people are lazy. <laughs> but at the same time, they remastered it they, and they remastered it looks it. pretty good. And but but for the lazy people, they got you covered because they yeah. have button inputs as well. Yes. So you don't have to you know do the physical parts, which you can do the physical parts, you know, with the switch. Um, Control, switch modes as you separate them and all that, but now you can just use button inputs as well. And I must say, the remastered version looks pretty solid. Yeah, because now, like, now you can literally sit down and play it like a Zelda game. Yeah, gives you your, your standard, you know, Zelda experience for the most part mm-hmm. on a Switch, which is which is pretty dope. Uh, I must say, I like it. You know, if you're looking for a Zelda, a new Zelda to play, that's yeah. not as dialed in as Breath of the Wild, then you know, nice you can have Zelda. It. You know, you're, you're tired of busting out the old emulators and playing, you know. Major, Majora's Mask and all that stuff, yeah. you know. Now you can play, you know, Skyward Sword. Yep. And, yeah, well, and, and of course, the Breath of the Wild 2 stuff, from what they did show, it looks like they're taking the story in a pretty interesting direction. They're, yeah. you know, you still have the whole, you know, Hyrule and everything, but they, they kind of elevate it, so there's going to be some some vertical, some, well, there's obviously vertical in the game, but there's going to be some... New realm in the sky type thing yeah. going on. Above the clouds. And they're doing something with Link that I thought I'm not too I happy mean, about. First of all, I will say personally, I mean, if you're a Breath of the Wild fan, then, you know, good on you. But I never really liked his redesign. You know, with the blue and without the hat, you know, that's... Mm-hmm. So whatever, you know, I, I get... I get why they did it, because it's like, you know, Breath of the Wild was such a ambitious project and they kind of wanted to separated a little bit mm. so i understand that but i'm, I'm still oh I, I prefer old school link looking and I, and I think that costume is still in the game of course there's also like the breath of the wild is that there's so much costume options that you can literally make your own character it's that in depth that you can make your own character in this game so i mean with, but with, with breath that, of the wild 2 that being said that's good yeah, yeah but with breath of the wild 2 now it's like they're giving him a prosthetic arm of some kind it or? looks like it and I'm, I'm not too happy about that hopefully it's a temporary thing yeah, I don't want. I don't want my. I don't want all you know my hero characters to eventually lose an arm or <laughs> an eye or something like that. Some cliche like that. Just link is keep link link, man. It's, yeah, link is link. But I mean, whatever. I'm, I'm sure there's a reason for it, and hopefully it's a temporary thing. But yeah, spoiler alert for all you link fans: Link might lose an arm. Well, I don't know. It, it might not be a prosthetic arm. It might be like some kind of covering over his arm. I don't know. It looked kind of janky and weird, but from, it was just a little bit of footage anyway. So yeah, something's going on with Link's arm. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that, that was E3 for the most part. Oh, one thing we failed to mention, of course, was um on the Xbox front, um, Sea of Thieves has a. Oh, did, did you mention it last week? I don't think we did. I don't think we did, but Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves is getting a new update, of course, and this one has features Jack Sparrow, none other than Jack Sparrow, and the, some of the colorful cast of Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. And this seems to be like a, a story add-on. It's not. It's not going to be part yeah. of the exploration regular mm. mode. Story mode, which is good. Because the ge- I, I feel Sea of Thieves needs some, and I think I don't I know I know this is not the first one because I think there was some story add-ons before which you know we haven't really played Sea of Thieves uh, lately to know, but the more I think about it, a story section for the game is, is can only do you good. Yeah, because the game has enough great pirate mechanics that you know just with some direction you can you have a great experience. You can have a great experience with it. Yeah. So. And now that now that they're doing that with characters that you know, you know, it, it only adds to that experience. And you know what's the most amazing part about this whole DLC? Mm. It's absolutely free. Mm-hmm. Like every Sea of Thieves DLC, it's absolutely free. 
I don't think Sea of Thieves gets enough credit for being the game that it is. That's true. Not only is it a great pirate experience and all that good stuff, but every DLC they've ever done, and they have done a lot. They've done quite a bit. It doesn't get a lot of shine, it doesn't get a lot of press, but they've done a lot of DLC, and it's always free. Always free. Kudos yeah. to them, man. They're there. One hundred percent. And to show that game the respect it deserves, and maybe start playing it a little more. And I heard it looks beautiful on there, uh, the Series X. Haven't, oh, yeah, that's haven't, what we haven't, we haven't fired haven't it up. Haven't checked it out on the Series X, but haven't fired up. I heard it looks amazing on the Series X. I'm sure it does. It was always a great experience. I mean, the I mean, you have to you have to literally do everything when you're sailing. So it's mm-hmm. that was kind of the drawback. Is like unless you're playing with friends, kind of know what they're doing. It's gonna be work. But but all in all, but it, it adds it, to the immersion. Yeah, but once you but the good thing about it, once you're playing with friends, that's just one less thing for you to do. The more friends you have, the merrier. It, it starts to feel less of a chore. Hundred percent. The more friends you have, you know what I mean. And you can, sometimes you, you can like sit back and look and, and enjoy the experience. You know, a little bit better once you're playing with friends. Yeah, maybe we'll fire up the old Sea of Thieves on the the new Xbox and see what's well, up. Funny thing, I ran into somebody that actually plays Sea of Thieves, which which is rare to me. On Alan, someone that literally says, "Yeah, like when I ask him what games do you play." The first thing I does was CFTs, and that's weird to me. <laughs> well, considering we are in the Caribbean, yeah. Now they're adding in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, that, that was it's fitting. I was like, oh, that's. I like the fact that you said. I, I I like the fact that you said it. You didn't give me the typical, oh, you know, Warzone, Call of Duty, you know, you know Smash, Fortnite. You know, he, he said CFTs was was one of his first. Things. Which is another great thing about you know the lounges that we we meet we're we starting to meet some of the, the real gamers like some really yes. we're, we're hardcore really. gamers. I love it. It's yeah, it's, I wouldn't say exposing people, but we're we're kind of seeing who the real gamers are, like you said. Yeah, it's pretty dope. But all in all, E3 was of course exciting. You know, for for those of you that missed our, our first part, you can definitely check that out on our, our um, episode sixty five. We went into a little bit more in depth as far as the Xbox stuff and what we're actually excited about. So mm-hmm. definitely check that out if you want to get a full E3, um, well, our, our thoughts on the full E3 and everything. Yeah, check out episode 65 and then this is episode 66. So. Yeah. So you get a full coverage on both. Um, but outside of that, uh, this past week... Um, well, actually, for a while now, we haven't really been... Well, we haven't touched on it because of all the E3 stuff, but um, yeah, Loki is a Loki is a thing now. Loki's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, show from Marvel, of course, showcasing what happened to Loki after he grabbed the cosmic cube and you know booked it out of there. And I don't want to go into any spoilers for because it's still kind of fresh, mm-hmm. and I hate doing spoiler alerts. So we're gonna try to cover this as spoiler free as possible. Mm-hmm. Just gonna give our overall general thoughts. Of course, episode one and two. Um, definitely looking forward to that for episode three. But um, so far, this show, it, it's, I like it. It it definitely feels like a Marvel show. It does. It's like what Agents of Shield wanted to be in a sense. I feel this show is like mm. in full force. Yeah, one of my, well, I mean. One of my gripes with the show is that I guess I guess the tone, I don't know. It's the, yeah, it's definitely an interesting tone. It's hard to put a finger on. It's like 
I mean, I think people already kind of have an idea what the show's about. There's enough trailers to talk about. Mm. But, like, the whole time... TVA? Yeah. The TVA... Time variant authority? Yes, it's in the comic, and I, I get it. But it's like, how does how well does it translate to... Yeah, thinking about this being in, you know, the Marvel world that we, we know is like... Yeah, it's kind of weird, like, this. these guys are here all the time, like... Uh, yeah. And not to mention, you know, all the, the time things that Marvel already touched on, you know, starting back with Doctor Strange mm-hmm. to now, there's been a lot of time, you know, things, you know. And how they kind of swept it under the rug, I was like, mm, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm going to buy that idea, that excuse, but I mean, it's good enough for me to be like, okay, go on. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm, and I'm sure they're going to they're going to break down cuz cuz I sense that the time variant authority aren't as Aren't as important as they say they are. This is my this is my, my opinion. Mm. For those of you watching the show, I don't think they are who they say they are in their full authority. I, I don't think that 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 they're that. I think they they try to project that, but I don't think that that's what they actually are. Mm. My opinion. We'll see as things progress, but I feel like they like just with all the, the propaganda that they put out mm. and a lot of the posters that you see around the you know their offices and things like that. It's like. They're, they're definitely trying to sell you on something. And I, mm-hmm. I think that they're trying to set up a misdirect at the end or a big reveal at the end. That so, would be... I, 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 I have to agree with you on that. I mean, I, I didn't... I, I never saw it that way, but as you're saying and I'm thinking, I'm like, it kind of makes sense. If you look at WandaVision, for example, mm-hmm. how, you know, the first couple of episodes you were like, what the hell am I watching? But, you know, for those of you that know, you know, but then it's like things aren't always as they seem kind of thing. They, mm-hmm. What they present to you initially, you know, gets turned on its head I think in the last episode. Yeah. And I think, and, it, and usually to the end, it goes, it sets up the next Marvel project. So it goes yes. more, it goes, it goes more towards, back, back into, to what Marvel actually is. So exactly. I think, at the end of this, is going to be a, some kind of reveal, you know, showing that the TVA is kind of like a hoax or just, it's an organization that, you know, that are, maybe have more sinister agenda, whatever the case is. But they're trying to put out this kind of a persona that they're, you know, they're this authoritative figure over time, but really and truly they have no control over it, I think. But we'll see. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, because when you, when you look at, I mean, how they kind of explained the way time works and stuff, I was like, mm, okay, go on. Like, there's, you know. They have their explanation. And it's, 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 there's, there's obviously some, some holes in it. There's a lot of holes in it. And right? I don't know. I see, I don't know if those holes are obvious. To the fact that they're not who they say they are, or if it's just Marvel but bad writing on Marvel's part, I can't tell which one it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna leave it and wait and see. But, but apart from the actual story, you know, everyone has given it a lot of praise for the actors and the acting in it. Yeah, most definitely, it's, it's definitely an enjoyable, enjoyable experience. Um, it, it it makes you feel a little sorry for Loki a little bit. Like mm-hmm. it makes you. It it, it, it shows a more human side to Loki and kind of. Let's you into his, you know, his ambitions and his, you know, why he does what he does, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And I like how they kind of sped up his progression in a sense. Yes, it was very, ne- very necessary. Because this I mean, Loki is not the Loki that we saw die in Endgame. Exactly, it's not. It's not that Loki. So he, he didn't have that progression through the Thor movies mm. to him seeing his father die and all that. He didn't have that progression. This is Loki from when we first met Loki. <laughs> yes. We so this is Loki. this is asshole Loki. You know what I mean? So. Mm. 
it's it's good to they 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 kind of sped up his progression in a sense, and I I, I kind of like how they did that because he's now he's kind of turned got back to the Loki that we kind of love in a sense, but he is kind of continuing like showing what he could be, I guess if he continues down his mm. you know, quote unquote good guy path or whatever it is. But yeah, all in all, cool story so far. I like what I'm seeing. Uh, yeah, I won't touch on that because it, it may spoil. But mm. there's a character in episode two that I can't say that I like very much, and it was kind of a big reveal, and it was a kind of a big letdown for me. I'll, I'll, mm. We can discuss it off air because I don't, don't want to spoil it for anyone. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, I, and mm-hmm. and it could be a misdirect too. I, I think if it's a misdirect, then I'm fine with it. But if it's not a misdirect, I'm not happy with how this particular character looks and acts, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And the, the, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it alone because yeah, I, mean, I don't want to discuss it and I'm spoiling anything for anybody, but yeah. Yeah, there's the, the one thing that the Marvel shows are, I think they're, I want to say fortunately, unfortunately, they're, they definitely cater to more the adult and I, I don't I don't mean that by saying like you know there's violence or curse words or no but they like my kids are like they could care less they 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 have no clue like they have no they they it's, a lot of, a lot of it's going over their heads mm-hmm. from what I understand like they watch it just to watch it to say they watch it but it's like what are we watching yeah you know what I mean I see so, that. and it was the same thing with WandaVision and it was the same thing with Captain the Winter Soldier you know what I mean it's like. Like the 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 oldest child, she gets it more than the, the others, but like definitely they definitely don't really push it towards the the kids. I mean, the the kids have enough to watch, enough Marvel stuff to watch. So that's that's fine. I don't mind that they're doing that. But yeah, but definitely check out Loki. Um, so far, so good. I would say, as far as a rating, if, if I was give it out of five stars mm-hmm. so far. I'll give it four out of five stars so far. Four is out I, of ten. I, I, I would a ten. I'd be, I'd be more around eight. Yeah, ten. I'll be on eight, but depending on how things play out, it could easily jump to a nine. It could easily jump to a nine. Yeah, just has to do the right things and not you know screw things up. But we'll see. We'll see. It's supposed to be setting up the multiverse of madness, which they actually actually use those words already. So it's like they're really setting up multiverse of madness. Mm-hmm. So. It's going to be interesting to see how things play out. Definitely worth checking out, though. But uh, on that note, I think we will uh, take a quick little break. Mm-hmm. Come back and hit you guys with some fight talk. Stick with us. Don't go away. Anywhere. Enjoy listening to the podcast? Well, consider becoming a supporter. As a supporter, you can directly support the podcast with monetary contributions, ranging from a dollar to $10, based on your budget. Your monthly contributions will ensure that we can continue to do what we love doing, bringing you great content. Go to anchor.fm forward slash VIVN to find out how you can become a supporter. All contributions are greatly appreciated. And we're back. Now, in terms of fight talk, we got um, quite a bit of MMA news that happened over the weekend. Yeah. Um, we had, you know, we had of course a UFC event, UFC fight that happened. Um, but before we get to the UFC stuff, I want to touch on a couple of MMA news, and then we'll 
recap last week, and then we'll get into the um, what's up next. But um, another, you know, fight news, if you will, uh, Anderson Silva. Yep. Still doing the damn thing, huh? Yeah, the Anderson Silva, um, he fought um, Cesar Chavez uh, Jr. Yeah, Julio C- one well, yeah, it's a very weird name to say, but yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of Spanish names back-to-back, unfortunately. Yeah. I know that sounds bad, but um, I know so, it's Cesar Chavez Jr. Yeah. And um, it was quite the uh, you know because I think his father was fighting on in the main event, so it was mm-hmm. very obscure boxing card. A lot of people, not not a lot of people knew that it was going on. Mm-hmm. But um, I think Anderson Silva stole the show, one hundred percent, because he's all everyone's talking about since that in the fight world. Um, Anderson Silva still showing that he he can do it. You know, when I first heard the announcement, and I think we touched on it on the podcast a couple months back. He thought it was a bad idea. He thought, you know, mm-hmm. it's time for him to, you know, probably wrap it up. But um, yeah, Anderson definitely hold his own against a boxer and did well. Won the fight. Went went, went the decision. Mm-hmm. But it was a clear decision because Anderson Silva, I think, won all the rounds except for you can probably maybe give him two, give him, maybe give him two, yeah. maybe three, but no more than that even. And those are only the rounds where he was actually competitive. All the other rounds, it wasn't even competitive. Anderson Silva did his thing, so. Props to him. And uh, the whole MMA community is, you know, sending a bunch of love Anderson Silva's way. Um, the guys people are happy to see, you know, that he's still, he's still, you know, he's still got it. And he's showing the rest of the world now what, you know, all the MMA fans know is that he's just a striking genius. Yep. When it comes to striking, there's hard to find anyone better. And he, he's, he's willing to trade with you, too. He's He'll get right up in your face and hands down everything. I... I thoroughly enjoyed the fight, actually. I did, too. And I think it showed that... I mean, there is... Not every MMA fighter is, you know, an elite striker. And not every boxer is an elite striker, either. It's, it just shows that, you know, there it, people will look at MMA and they'll look at some of the... Maybe some of the undercards and say that, you know, there's not really good boxing in MMA. But there is. Mm-hmm. And it's not just Anderson Silva. There's, there's tons of other people you can look at that has really good boxing. Yep. You know? And it's about time I started getting their respect in that regards. So I'm glad for that. Yeah. You know. Anderson. He's looking like the Anderson of all. Yeah, and, and there's less things to worry about. You know, he doesn't have to worry about head kicks, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the commentators were saying on the broadcast, you know, there's, look, Anderson's game, you know, it's, it, is, it is a lot of boxing heavy. I mean, he does kicks and he has one of the most flashy kick knockouts, you know, but... Mm-hmm. For the most part, you know, he, he he utilizes a lot of some, some crisp boxing. I mean, obviously, I mean, he you can see he's um he's still getting used to just only throwing boxes because you know some he has some when people are getting close he has some some tricky elbows that he does yeah or some push offs that he does that in boxing is not so legal yeah so you know he got warned a few times for that it's not like he was trying to elbow the guy but he has like framing that he does you know with his yeah. forearms that. And of course, you will, well, his opponent, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., um, was doing more complaining than actual fighting, you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess that, that, that probably made a bigger deal out of that than that needed to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, kudos to Anderson. Yep, the spider's still doing it. I'm happy for him. And uh, even being, you know, 
called yeah. out again, and people are you know yeah, people are now calling giving him, him you know, calling him out. Some people are calling him out. Some people are giving him respect, you know. Um, because I know there were talks about him and Jones, um, Roy Jones Jr. fighting a while back. Mm-hmm. That's actually the first person who wanted to, to have a boxing yeah. match, even while still in UFC. Yep, and now there's talks about that. Those talks are reopening up again. Yeah, because I mean, Jones is obviously dusted off the gloves and got back in the ring, and now Anderson's made that transition. So it's, I would for Anderson's sake, I would like to see it happen because I, I honestly think Anderson was. That'll be an easy fight for him. Not saying Jones is any, you know, but he's 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 a a shell of who he used to be, unfortunately. Yeah, and Anderson's yeah. still kind of doing it, so it'd be good to see though. It would be a great match to see. Even um, Jake Paul, no surprise there, mentioned Allison Silver's name. But su- the only surprise is that he was a little bit more respectful than he usually is. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, usually is disrespectful in you know any regard. Never mind when he's talking about an MMA fighter. But showing a little respect, which was, you know, it was good to see. But he, he obviously wants to make some money. Mm-hmm. So, so, so he's always about money. Yeah, that's why, yeah. So he's, you know, saying that Jones and Anderson should fight in his undercard and all that stuff. But yeah. Maybe. Maybe it'll be good for Anderson. Maybe it's better for Anderson to do his own thing. Time will tell. We'll see what happens. But uh, good for him. Um, other MMA news is uh, that um, don't know if you're familiar. I don't know. If, I don't know if you're aware of this, but um, Gamebred Masvidal started his own fight league. Started his own fight league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called Gamebred FC. Gamebred FC. And it's pretty much just straight up fighting. Yeah, it's it's bare knuckle MMA pretty much, which is just straight up fighting, because MMA is pretty much straight up fighting. But now, now the gloves aren't there, so I like it a little bit better than bare knuckle boxing, because bare knuckle boxing it's just boxing, so people get cut and they get cut quickly and get cut badly. Mm-hmm. But with bare knuckle MMA, it's showing that you know people aren't as boxing heavy, so they're going more, they're relying more on their grappling and more on setups and stuff like that. So. You don't really see like the bad cuts you would see in in, in bare knuckle boxing, mm-hmm. but it is a, it is like a straight up fight, and that's the good thing about it because you know with MMA, you have the glove in, in most combat sports you have protective gloves and the gloves is made to protect your hands really. So mm-hmm. once your hands are protected, you can just throw with you know all your might. You can just throw willy nilly, but with bare knuckle you can't just throw any old punch like you know those overhand mm-hmm. rights and all that that will break your hand. Mm-hmm. So you got to be more selective with your shots now. So it's it's more resembles real straight up fighting that being said um i can see it getting some traction over time hopefully you know they stick with it see what they do but it's definitely not the 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 more it's not the the more respected mma fighters doing this it's the bottom of the barrel it's the scrapings pretty much it's the guys that you know will do will take on any fight anytime anywhere kind of guys which i guess that's kind of what they're looking for in a sense Mm -hmm. but as far as, I, don't, I don't know if there's longevity in that. You know what I mean? So you had, of course, in your main event, you had your... Oh, what's his name? Knight? Who mm-hmm. fought... Um, Chris Bennett? Chris Bennett? Who did Knight... No, Knight... Oh, crazy Horse? Well, yeah, he, he fought here at Crazy Horse, but I was, I was trying to say what Knight... The notable fight that Knight was known for before this fight oh. was when he fought... Um, Connor's friend. Uh, we had that bad bare knuckle... Well, they had two fights in bare knuckle. Yeah, they had... Uh, some really good fights in um, Artem Lobov. Artem. Yeah. When, in when, bare knuckle boxing. Which was so, probably the most brutal fights we've ever seen in combat sports. Was that their first fight. They did, they, did, they, did a, they did a second fight which wasn't as bad. They did get cut again obviously but the first fight was just 
People were losing teeth. It was, it was pretty bad. So that's what Nigel's known for. He's known for, you know, that's he just doesn't care. He's one of those guys. And now yeah, he fought fighting Crazy Horse, which... Charles, it's Charles Ben, I think is his name. Crazy Horse. Yeah, so Crazy Horse is a guy that just doesn't care. He's another one of the guys that just doesn't care. He'll do take any fight, anytime, anywhere. Not the best skill, but just overall grit and toughness and just... Just a rough guy, and that was an open main event, and it was it was a decent fight. I uh, saw some highlights on it, cause I don't think I'd have paid any money to to watch it. But I mean, maybe in the future, maybe. But um, it was an okay fight. Um, Bennett um came out, you know, swinging early, mm-hmm. dropped um night, dropped night, but night recovered, um, used some grappling, and then wrapped it up with a I think a rear naked. I'm mistaken, but um, yeah. So night one, hats off to him. Another just all around tough guy, like I said. But um, bare knuckle MMA is it could be I think it could get some traction, especially with the popularity of um Jorge Masvidal. But I don't know Jorge. I think he still has some work to do in the MMA realm before he becomes a promoter. Yeah, because that can be very distracting from your training and all that. It can be. Not only that, but I, I, at least now. I guess maybe he'll understand that side of things a little better. I mean, yes and no. In, in the sense that, you know, being a fighter that's expecting money for money's sake, you know, it doesn't really work that way in a sense. Mm-hmm. Not that he hasn't earned it, but, you know. It has to come from somewhere. All that, you know, now all that talk about, you know, paying the fighters, paying the fighters. Okay, now you're in the position to pay the fighters. Let's let, let's let's see if you talk the talk or if you're just any other MA promoter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he uh, he were giving out apparently he was writing checks in the cage apparently, giving out the you know the performance bonuses like as the like in the cage like, on the night mm-hmm. out like so that was kind of interesting, but I don't know it's, I mean it's just this is what it is. Hopefully these guys uh, keep it going and we'll hopefully get some something interesting some interesting stuff out there. It could be another way for MMA fighters to transition once they get into other things. Yeah. If there's money in it, sure, but it's it, it could be one of those rough things, sports that you know. Probably not won't be the best for the retired fighters, but yeah, because it's, it's it's not a yeah. I mean, the money is right, sure, but anyway. But um, yeah. Other MMA news before we get into the cards. Um, Ariel Hawani. Did you hear about the Ariel Hawani thing? Uh, I know he he's no longer with ESPN. He left ESPN and he announced that he is um going back to MMA fighting. The website. Mm-hmm. Going back to MMA fighting to do what he what, you know, his own podcast like like mm-hmm. what he had before on MMA fighting, going back to the that whole gig which was interesting had a, had a, a little bit of a trailer that kind of showed you know his last podcast he did with them and you know him being all emotional saying he's leaving and now he's back with them, hmm. which I was like huh that is very interesting and um so he'll be doing that but apparently he'll also be doing commentary for still be doing MMA. Um, UFC stuff, MMA stuff, but apparently he may be doing commentary for WWE as well. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna be behind the desk or if he's just gonna be doing like interviews, like how he does mm-hmm. MMA stuff. But he's gonna be doing some um, some work for WWE as well. That is a talk anyway. I'll have to see it, hmm. see how they use him. But um, interesting. Yeah, Ariel doing doing his thing, you know. Ariel doing Ariel things. Yeah. Good, good for him. Yeah. I mean, he said he was pretty excited about everything that was, you know, before he announced anything, he said he was pretty excited about everything. So, yeah, it's, now yeah. we're seeing why. Now we see why. 
Good for him. He's covering all the stuff that he loves, so. And he's not, you know, tight behind a corporation now. He's back on MMA fighting, which is a little bit more lenient than all. I mean, they're probably, they're probably not like a full, full corporation. But yeah, they're but they're, like, they're, they're, they're all. He, he built that pretty much. He, he built yeah. that platform. So, you know, they have nothing but respect for him, and he can pretty much do whatever he wants over there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're shelling out a bunch of money to bring him back, too. So to get him away from ESPN, ESPN and all that ESPN money, yeah, all that I'm ESPN sure that to be shelling out a lot of money. I'm sure WWE is going to be shelling out some money too as well. So Ariel just doing Ariel things, good for him. Definitely building the Ariel brand. Definitely becoming his own thing. Good for him. Yep, he's he's very deserving. He's been doing it a long time. He's one of the first. Mm-hmm. And he, he a lot of the, a lot of the guys you see now are, are copying his model. So. One of the first guys. It's only fitting that he's in the position that he's in now. And I was happy for him. You know, I look forward to all the great things. He deserves all the, all the things he's getting in the, for the future. But then, um, yeah. So this weekend's card. A um, couple of notable fights on there that happened. Uh, we're not going to take the time and go through the entire card because mm-hmm. that tends to bore our audience. I got a little feedback on that, so. We'll stop boring you guys with the you know the boring stuff. I just hit you with the the notable bangers on there. Well, there were there were a couple of knockouts for a couple of no name guys, but um, the one kind of notable. Well, I like the, the Ricky Glenn versus Joaquin Silva. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a great fight. Ricky Glenn did not play with Silva, and so if you look at Silva, Silva is bodied up. Mm-hmm. I actually picked Silva to win this one, but. Ricky Glenn uh, did his thing, so definitely did. Yeah, so and also um other notable fight on there, of course, your boy um Chaos Williams. Yeah, Chaos Williams did his thing with uh Matthew Simmelsberger. Yeah, decent yeah. fight. Um, Chaos did his whole. You know, he held his own. He did his thing. He, he did. He, he was obviously going for the knockout pretty early, but then yeah. once he didn't get it, he just kind of had to pace himself. Yeah. Simmelsberger was definitely uh, the more technical of the two. Um, chaos was just exactly what his name says. You know, he's throwing out some chaos. Yep, um, to be he, I, I noticed he drops his hands a lot when he when he begins to strike. Yeah, before every exchange, pretty much. Every, like, like every time he does like a, a com- combination or he does a leg kick, he, he drops his hands, which very dangerous. And it, it made him get hit a few more, a few times than he needed to. But he's still get the win. Hopefully, he cleans that up. Um, it was a nice women's fight with um, Kanako oh, Ka- yeah. Morata and um, Verna, oh. yeah, Jarendoba. 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 Great, great fight. Jarendoba um, is no slouch. Well, first of all, both of these women are no slouch. Yep. Both women showing high-level um, MMA. Um, the not- Why this is a notable fight, of course, is because um, Morata just showed her all- all-around toughness. Yeah. During the, I think it was the second round. Yep. In the yeah, in the second round. In the second round, she got uh she got armbarred, mm-hmm. tough armbar. Um, Janja Double just showing you know her her, her BJJ prowess, yeah. and the armbar was in. It was tough. She she fought through it, defended it well for the most part. It was in deep pretty pretty much. She fought through it, but then you no, notice her actually. Arm was I, I think it was in, it was the end it was the end of the first round that happened. The second round. Yes. She fought, but everyone was noticing, wait, something's wrong with her arm. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, her arm was dislocated. Another dislocation from an arm bar. Another dislocation from an arm bar. Same, same exact spot. 
this one was pretty bad. Well, it, it wasn't it wasn't hanging, but it was definitely like it was locked in place. Like you it couldn't... was lock, kind of locked in place, kind of a weird dislocation. But you could see that it was just locked in, and she wasn't moving at all. She wasn't moving. She was kind of swinging. You know, yeah. she's kind of hiding it, trying to hide it, but. She um, toughed out a, almost a whole round. And yeah, exactly a whole round. A whole second round, she, she went, and she was good. Until the, uh, the doctors come in, look at her arm. And they're and like, yeah, yeah it's, something's wrong here. Yeah, this is, this is over. And she was upset. She was legit upset. Yeah, she wanted to continue with the dislocated arm. She was even crying how, how upset she was. Show some next-level toughness, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there there's guys that don't have that level of toughness. But she just she wanted to be in there, regardless of, you know, good arm, bad arm. She didn't care. Hats off to her. Unfortunately, this is a sport, and the the, the judge, the referee, is there to protect you. So, and the doctors and all those people. So, you protected her from herself. But hats off to her. I mean, her toughness is, is definitely on display there. Um, moving up the card very quickly. My boy Matt Brown, mm-hmm. showing that forty, you know, forty don't mean nothing. Like AJ, ain't nothing but a number. Matt Brown, you know. In his 40s, still knocking guys out. Still it's doing the damn thing. Still knocking decent level guys out, too. Like, yeah, yeah, Diego Lima is no slouch. Diego Lima is definitely no slouch. You know? And Matt, Matt Brown is was one of the guys just old school, just Muay Thai guys for the most part. He has a Muay Thai style, but he, it's, it's his Muay Thai style. It's not like your, your traditional Muay Thai style. Mm-hmm. Matt Brown just has his own style, but he, he uses it very well. He uses his elbows very well. Throws a lot of leg kicks, and he was doing work. Then ultimately he got the knockout. I mean, and he was out. Out. This wasn't like a you know bad TKO, stoppage. Yeah. No, no. Nope. This was this was night night. He was asleep, and it came in the second round, like late in the second round. So it's just show you that Matt Brown just still got it. I was happy for him. Definitely. I was so happy for him because you know he's one of those guys that did could have fall within the Cerrone mm-hmm. level where you know guys do kind of doing it too long and it's kind of maybe it's their time. He was right there, you know, in in, the, in that conversation. Yeah, but. I mean, technically, I mean, to me personally, I think he still kind of is. He just, he just he still got what it takes, you know. He can still get a knockout. There you go. Good on him. And I, I think honestly, I think Cerrone is in that ballpark too, where he can still get a knockout, but he just has to want it, you know. Yeah. I mean, but but hats off to Matt Brown, um, doing his thing. And then I mean, and then well, the, the featherweight fight is one I want to touch on real quick. Um, cause I, I messed up this guy's name last, last week on the podcast, which I'll never do again. Cause he just showed that he is someone to definitely keep your eyes on mm-hmm. in the featherweight division. 100%. So choice Sung Woo was his name. Sung Woo Choi. Sung Woo Choi, Choi Sung Woo, whatever you want to call him. This guy. He's the real deal. He is the real deal. Cause he fought a notable contender in Juicy J. Mm-hmm. Julian Rosa. Yeah, Julian Rosa. That's notable from the Ultimate Fighter and everything. And in the first round, Choi, you, I could tell right away, every time Choi threw, it was clean and it had ill intent on it. And it was fast. And it was fast. He has some r- really fast hands. Next level speed. And it was on and full And it was accurate, speed. yeah. And it was just... Touched him enough times, he, eventually you're going to get knocked out when you're, when you're that fast, that accurate. Yep. Minute 37 into the first, got the job done. That's all it needed. Definitely keep your eyes out for that guy. Sonu was no slouch. And then, of course, you have that Bantamweight fight, which was a super, super high-level fight. Super high-level I mean, as far as technicality, this fight had everything you could possibly ask for. 
super technical guys in Marlon Vera and, and David Grant and David Grant and David Grant. I mean, toughness on display. David Grant is. I mean, I I know he had the skills, but his level of toughness. This guy just has no quit in him. He was getting busted up with some elbows and some. Marlon Vera is high level. I mean, he had that loss to to Jose Aldo, but which still surprised me. Yeah, because he's yeah, he, he he probably got starstruck or something. Because I think there's a lot of people that get starstruck with uh, with, with, uh, with Aldo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aldo's was Mekano a was the next one I feel got starstruck with Aldo. Yeah. He, he hasn't been winning lately, but... That's true, but... But, yeah, but yeah, like... Vera is just high, high level. Like, everything he threw, he's very, very Muay Thai heavy, and he, he you know, he will not hesitate to throw his elbows. I mean, he was throwing elbow combinations, mm-hmm. and he was just... Slicing him up. Slicing up Grant, multiple slices, deep, deep gashes on his face. It was bad, but Grant... Had no quitting him. Zero. This thing went to decision, but I think any lesser person, this thing would have been over a long time ago. Grant was just, you know, super tough and gutted it out. I, I don't know why they put this fight as the, the fight before the co-main. Like to me, this this should have been a co-main event. This is definitely a co-main fight. You know and, what I mean? Like and it lived up to it. Because the next fight was Alexi, Alexi Olenek against you know Sergey Spivak, and it's like it's a heavyweight fight of of guys that are not even you know. So I, I I don't know why they did that. Man. That fight was such a snooze fest. I mean, it, I mean it, it, it was it, all right at it, first, but then it, 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 it lost my attention. It, very it did, and I think they put that fight there they, they, because I don't think they were expecting the the Sung Woo Choi and the Julian uh, Rosa fight to be as good as it was, well, as short as it was. So they, I guess they kind of put that like a little banger in between there, just to kind of sp- split up the you know, you know, just to kind of spread the action around, but. but I, I think dropped the ball there. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. Yeah. That being said, the Alexa Linux fight versus Spivak. Spivak won unanimous decision, but nothing notable there. Nothing notable there. And then, of course, the main event: Korean Zombie versus Dan Ige. And I honestly, I picked I picked Ige for this one. It's it's well documented. I picked Ige for this one, uh, mainly because I know Ige is super high level. Mm-hmm. He's very skilled, and he, he has a toughness to him. You know, he has that grit to him that he he wants to win. Like even. They do some interviews with him, and he was like, you know, they mentioned him being on, you know, contender series, and he said, yeah, you, you know, he walked around, and in the the UFC Apex, you know, he has his name under the contender series, you know, area Alumnia. for the alumni. He was like, he was upset. Well, he's not really upset, but he was like, you know, don't put my name there. You guys didn't choose me. You know what I mean? Like he mm-hmm. he got the UFC on his kind of his own merit, if you will, his yeah. skill outside of the cage. He said because he was on the contender series, but he did he did he didn't get picked. Mm-hmm. So he was a little annoyed that they, they had his name there. But yeah, you are an alumni. You just you know. Yeah, kind of has a chip on his shoulder, but he well, he again and I, for all the reasons why I picked him, he definitely showed. He definitely showed definitely mm-hmm. high level. But Zombie is just showing another level right now. Zombie's he's still winning and he's he's, he's doing his thing. Man. It's not just is he still winning. I mean, when I look the way Zombie fought this last week, he looked like a champion. Mm, yeah, he was looking like he was up there with your like you know with your Max Holloway with your Conor McGregor type. Level of striking where you know mm-hmm. he was look he was seeing everything he had excellent head movement and he was quick with the jab he was quick with the, you know the counters he was looking like a championship level fighter and that, that, that to me that's good to see I mean Zombie was always a guy that he got his name off of his toughness but now you can see that he doesn't want to just you know be the zombie getting you know hurt and getting, come back yeah yeah he wants to show that there's you know the skill level here so and rightfully so hats off to him. 
definitely uh, happy to see him get a, a win there. And he, uh, speaking of Max Holloway, he actually called out Max Holloway. Yeah. Which I think that would be a great fight. Now, unfortunately, Max Holloway pulled out of his next upcoming fight, so maybe that's something that could be... Maybe Zombie can step in? Ooh. And that was against... Against um, uh, Yair Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Which those guys fought already. They did fight already. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he'd want to. Because he was winning that entire fight for the, the, mm-hmm. the last, what, second, last few seconds. Not, yeah, you probably wouldn't want that fight again. But no, of course really. not, because yeah, you're a little diva, unfortunately. unfortunately. I used to be a, a huge, you know, El Pantera fan, but he is just showing he's just he's a little diva, man, uh, and I don't like to see that in fighters. Yep, it's a little girl. Yeah, obviously but I, I wouldn't yeah. see that to his face, but <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but um, this weekend, of course, we got you know another UFC fight night coming up. Uh, should be should be a great one. Here we're looking at well, yeah, should be okay. The pre yeah, the prelims don't really have much to offer. I mean, Worley Alvarez is fighting. Um, Yancy Medeiros is fighting. Charles Rosa. Th- those are like probably three names that I could like recognize right off the uh, right off the bat. Yeah, it's gonna be um, interesting. I'm actually um, Michael Perez, or Michel Perez, the Brazilian guy. I'm familiar with him as well. When you look at the the main card, has some some good good fights in there. You got Tim Means against Nicholas Dalby. That's that's gonna be a yep, great fight. Dirty Bird, yeah, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a huge fight. That's that's probably my fight of the night right there. And, um, Andre Touchyfeely against uh, Daniel Pe- um, Pe- Pineda. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a great fight as well. Now, oh, Ovid St. Pru is fighting. Um, speak of Moicano, there he is. Tanner Boys, or yeah, Moicano's oh. fighting uh, Jay Herbert. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, Jay Herbert is a guy from England, I think. He's if 10 or 2. If I remember correctly, I think he's from... I think he's from England. Yeah. Seems yeah. like a, 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 a tough... Decent. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and of course your main event, you got Selgan Against Alexander Volkov. So. Which that, you know... Depends on how it looks. I mean, Sergan has been showing that he's he's like one or two away from the championship uh, conversation. But he's eight and zero. He's still very green mm-hmm. when it comes to MMA. And when you're fighting at the heavyweight level, sometimes you can get away with that. But where he's at, you know, in his rankings and everything, it's it's going to be off to the races again. Of course, just someone like Volkov is no slouch. So yeah, Volkov last fight looked like a world beater. Yeah. So and he he looked you know bigger. He looked meaner. bigger, meaner. Striking was got on. some new tattoos too, as well. Yeah, striking was cleaned up too. So it's gonna be interesting to see how Serogan uh, if he can pull this one off. But Volkov definitely has, you know, the experience advantage on him for sure. Yeah, Volkov has way more fights. Volkov have as much losses as, as he have as he has, fights. He has wins, yeah, yeah, he has fights, yeah. So yeah, it's a uh, interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see how all those boys play out, but. That's going to be this weekend, of course. And, of course, we'll stay here. We'll definitely keep bringing you guys the fight talk, keep um, feeding you guys that MMA information and that bringing you that MMA news that you love. So keep rocking with us. And I think that pretty much does it for fight talk. Um, mm-hmm. We appreciate you guys, again, of course, sticking with us on the fight talk, on everything else that we do, of course, VIVN, IBPC, everything across the board. So that... You guys be good to each other. Stay safe out there, and definitely stay tuned because we got a lot of a lot of cool things on the on the horizon. So. Yeah. Uh, with that, on that note, Isaac boys out.